Hello, welcome to the Do Weekly Podcast, a weekly challenge podcast for small business owners by small business owners. My name is Alejandro Pacalipito Vasquez, soy Capitan de Amor, but you can call me Alex Vasquez. And I'm Natalie McLeese. Thank you for joining us, everyone. Just not as colorful, Alex. What is that supposed to mean? You're very colorful. <sighs> Look, I'm wearing a gray shirt. I know, but you have a colorful personality. Are you trying to tell me that I'm a little too weird when I do the introductions? No, I'm trying to say that you have a colorful personality. We are good enough friends that I can be honest with you. Yeah, you seem distracted. I thought you were too much. I would just tell you you were too much. Am I too much right now? You're always too much. What am I doing right now, Natalie? I don't even want to say it, Alex. Well, I... It's inappropriate to be doing in the podcast studio. Look, this is an explicit rated podcast for small business. <laughs> so just anything goes. Look, we already jumped that shark, you know? it. <laughs> from the first moment I said shit, we were doomed. I don't think that's the first swear word you said. It definitely is not the first one, nor will it be the last. I don't think it was the first swear word you said on the podcast. True. And Natalie, how the heck are you? I'm all right. A little frustrated from a bad day troubleshooting code. Was it your code? It was my own code. Dear listeners, whoever you might be, if you write code, then you can share Natalie's frustration. I share it, too. I've had to troubleshoot my own horrific code. Not to say that yours is horrific, <laughs> Natalie. I'm just taking code and making it do something that I didn't intend for it to do when I first built it. What did you do? Like, uh, did you have an escape plan? <laughs> what? Natalie, what, what did we do last episode? Declutter a room of your house? And before that? Have an escape plan? Yes. An escape Actually, plan. I don't think it was. Did we not do it yet? There was another challenge in between those. But we did it. We, we did episode 15? 15. So my question to you is... An with, escape plan for a bad day? Did, it sounds to me like you had a pretty frustrating day. I did. Did you try to escape from it? I did take a couple of breaks. Okay. Yes. But I didn't have to implement the full escape plan. You didn't have to hit the eject button. I didn't. Even though you were working with Nathan. Even though I was working with Nathan. You ever feel like putting like him in the eject seat and just hitting that button? And... Well, Nathan had a pretty frustrating day also for completely separate reasons. Okay. Well, and uh, who who is Nathan, this this person we're talking about, just what? so people know? He's my business partner and both of our friends. He is definitely a friend of mine, and he always ridicules me. On the last episode that I edited, you said you didn't like him. On the last episode you edited, I think you edited it to say that. Are you saying that it was fake news? I'm definitely saying it's fake news. Maybe it was just alternative facts. Oh, Natalie Ann Conway for the win. <laughs> All right. Well, look, um, 
So do you want to do you want to talk about last week's challenge? Yeah, let's talk about it. The challenge from my sister. Yeah. So the challenge was to kind of declutter or organize a room in your home. Do you want to start off with what she did? Sure. Tell us what you did last summer, Natalie. So I changed the challenge a little bit because I didn't really have a room in need of decluttering, but I'm a very crafty person. I do a lot of crocheting and knitting. Mm-hmm. Yes, you do. And so I have lots of yarn and also tons of knitting needles, crochet hooks, stitch markers, stitch holders, cable needles, all kinds of notions, more pairs of scissors than any person ought to own, books of patterns about knitting, just all kinds of things that go along with this hobby. And everything was kind of a mess. Okay. So now it's all organized. And I was able to take some of my extra old yarn that I don't need anymore and donate it to a nonprofit that does craft projects with children. Oh, that's pretty cool. Now I actually have like a manageable amount of yarn that I own. I might actually be able to use it up before I die. And I, if I need a certain size of knitting needles or a certain size crochet hook or some stitch markers, or I want to look up a new pattern, I know exactly where everything is. That's pretty groovy. It's really nice. I'm very impressed. And I say, good job. How long would you say it took you to make this change? A couple hours. A couple hours? Okay. Mm-hmm. So making this change didn't have to be like this huge investment of time. No, it's not like I worked on it for like 100 hours. Well, that's pretty cool. Any lessons learned during the process of uh, reorganization? Oh, my hobby is so much more enjoyable when I can find the things I need. That makes a lot of sense. If you're like me and you like to draw and sketch, if you can't find a pencil or pen with which to do that, it makes it a little frustrating because then you have to use your own blood. Or you're just like, you know what, Mm, never mind, I won't draw. Years ago, I tried to get into the whole blood painting thing it never took off no one ever bought one of no my one, paintings no. nobody wants that out well now you tell me for me i just wanted to re i guess reorganize or move things around my living room i've been pondering whether or not to keep my tv it's not a huge tv it's a, it's a 40 inch flat screen tv that's bigger than my tv it, it definitely is you know i don't watch a lot of TV. I, I might watch something on the TV a couple times a week. Mm-hmm. So there's really nothing I couldn't watch on my laptop if I really wanted to. Or you uh, have a tablet. Too. And, and I have a tablet too, so I could do that also. So I don't really need the TV. I don't need the um, the setup that's there. So I'm trying to figure out best how to move things around. But I've already moved the TV out, so there's kind of this big spot. But what I envision is just putting in like a small reading nook. Something that's just relaxing. Um, Are you going to get a comfy chair? I might get one of those spiky, painful chairs that people who lay on nails all the time, those are the ones that they get for their home so that they can always be practicing for their next event where they have to lay on a bed of nails. Alex, your definition of a reading nook is bizarre. I don't believe I asked you what you think. Listen, it's your house. You do what you want. You want to sit on nails. Go ahead. (sighs) You know it's not what? my butt. Why am I always having to defend myself? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I'm saying do what you want in your house. That's what I'm telling you, Natalie. I'm going to do what I want anyway. 
patriarchy. Ugh. Man. I would like to move in, maybe put in a small table or and also a reading nook. Because, uh, you know, those are those are things that I would like to have. Mm-hmm. And it's a small space, but I think those two things could fit in just by shuffling a few other things around. I've already gotten started on it, and I moved a filing cabinet too, which didn't need to be in my living space. So so anyway, I think the the idea is to is to make the home more of a sanctuary rather than something that I use for work. And the thing is, is I do work a lot from home too, mm-hmm. and I live in a small space, and I would like it to be just all livable mm-hmm. space. And it's just going to take some further moving around, but I like already not having the TV there, mm-hmm. which, you know, I didn't think I would. So now I have something to sell to. And a few, a couple months ago, we decluttered and sold off some things, or at yeah, least I did. Yeah, you up your workspace. Yeah. Clean up my workspace, sold off some stuff. And I think that this could be a good continuation of that too. Nice. It's good to not have that stuff on my mind. Or, like, right in front of me. I don't need that TV. I can get rid of it. Boom. Gone. Done. Awesome. Good job. Thank you. Thanks for the high five, Natalie. Lying again. Okay. Well, now what, (laughs) Natalie? Now what? Now you've exposed me for lying about high fives. Now we eat cookies. The cookies are all gone. Oh, man. Yes. They're all gone. We did the challenge. Hey, Hey, do me a favor. What favor do you want me to do for you? Don't do the challenge next week so I get cookies. Hey, Natalie, I'm going to do the challenge anyway. (gasps) So why don't you deal with it? Hmm. Look, I'm never going to fail another challenge ever again. Just so you know. Oh, goodness. Okay, we'll see. Not before you do first. Double or nothing? No, I'm just not. You owe me a cake and cookies. How about a cake cookie? Cookie cake. Yes, sure. Whatever. That's (laughs) fine. So I think we have a challenge for this week, don't we? We always have a challenge. Isn't that the theme of this podcast? Yeah, it's kind of why it exists. Uh, it's raison d'etre. Okay, Natalie, you can start making up words all you want, but you have to say real stuff on here. I didn't invent the French language. Well, what did that mean in French? Reason for being. That is our reason for being. The reason for the season. No. <laughs> the reason for the podcast. Okay, I, I can live with that. The reason for the podcast. Do you want to present the challenge? Natalie, I've mentioned this on the podcast before, and Ricky Bobby, an American hero, also is quoted as saying that 98% of people are going to die someday. Okay? I don't that means that think that's true. They're... Well, and I no, don't no, know who Ricky on. Bobby is. Well, hold on. An American hero, like I just said, but... A lot of people are going to die someday. 98%, in fact. That's a lot of people. It's It's probably going to be you. It's probably not going to be me, but it's definitely going to be you. And almost everyone I know and love is going to pass away someday. So far, this seems like a really chipper challenge. Well, it's kind of exciting because life and business are what you make of it. Okay, so death is a little bit, is a big part of the reason, rather, what this challenge is. What is the challenge? Well, the challenge is to kind of outline what you would... It's to basically outline and prepare for the eventuality of your death or demise of your your business. 
But not a will, right? Not not a will because that that's probably a little more than what we can tackle in one in a one week challenge. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a really fast so, will. So I think for for this week's challenge, if you don't have a succession plan or an idea of what happens or like any sort of estate planning for your business, what I would like to do for the challenge is to figure out, well, what do you want to have happen in the event that you become incapacitated? You die, you get seriously injured, like your head falls off, and people are like, oh my god, is Natalie alive? And then they check people her body, she's like... heads just fall off? It's happened. Ted Kingston, Liverwood, because Connecticut. Because making up words. Nope. Ted Livingston, look it up. That's a different name than the name he just said. Todd Livingston, look it up. <laughs> Definitely in Vermont, it happened. Person's head fell right off. Did he have a succession plan? No, and his business died with him. Rolled right off. Oh my. Yeah. That's what it is today, dear listeners, is you're going to kind of come up with a plan, just an outline of what you would like to see happen. Yes, because we've done some research for once. And <laughs> our research tells us there's not a, really a great article for this, first of all. And all the yeah. other articles on there or out there are they're they're pretty uh, pretty imposing. Pretty intense. Yeah, and it seems like fully implementing and preparing a succession plan can take months or years. Yep. So we want to get started on it this week. By just sitting down for an hour or two, and you know, it can be a little challenging or depressing, so make a cup of hot cocoa or, or whatever. Take good care of yourself, put on some nice music, and just think through like, what do I want to happen? Right. Do you want to give the business to someone in your family? Do you have a friend or colleague or someone inside your business, an employee who might be interested in taking it over? Do you want to convert it to a charitable trust? How are you going to handle all of your taxes and outstanding debts and customers and clients and all of those things? Well, and even just all of that is just like scratching the surface too, right? Yeah. But, you know, I, I think that just kind of getting an idea of what you would like to see happen mm -hmm. is at least a good start. It's a good start. And to think through too, maybe some of the things... That you need to gather up, like passwords for social media accounts, website hosting, domain name registrations, all of those things so that somebody will be able to get access to them and renew them or redirect them or take over ownership of them as needed. Yeah, and that's that's a great point. Again, you and I both own digital, primarily online businesses, so they're not brick and mortar, but... You know, if you're a brick-and-mortar operation, there's going to be paperwork that you should have access to any titles or deeds or leases on any properties that you own and what have you. So I think what I would like to see is, at least for myself, like, like you mentioned, how to manage all, all of those passwords and everything because, you know, passwords are basically most people's lifelines, mm -hmm. you know, who run an online business. Now, so I do use a, a password manager. Some people love them. Some people don't. But uh, I use 1Password. And I think you use LastPass. I use LastPass. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that providing someone access to that would, would give the, that person all the access that they would need. But oh, then, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's one part of it, providing access to that. But also, I guess, beyond handing out the passwords, but like making a note 
of, okay, what are the important sites that people need to be aware of, like bank websites, credit card sites. Domain names, email accounts. Mm -hmm. And and it's hard to think about things that you might need to do if you're you're a brick-and-mortar type shop. But I do think that there's some cross-pollination between the different types of businesses. Yeah, I think so, definitely. I mean, if you have a brick-and-mortar shop, you've got to think through, what am I going to do with all the inventory? What am I going to do about payroll? If you have employees, what am I going to do about company cars or any of those things that you might own? There's a, there's a lot of things that, that you might need to think, think through. So this week's challenge is to just kind of basically to get a handle on the scope of that. Like, what are all the things you do have to sort out? And in a perfect world, what would you like to see happen? Right. And then we'll have to take that plan from there and implement a real plan, but we can't do that in a week. <laughs> well, I, I think that this is kind of a multi, it's definitely a multi-part process. Yeah, and yeah. I think just kind of bullet pointing some of the things that you would like to see happen and then maybe gathering up a few important documents yes. is is a great start. But, but I, I think, like you said, though, just coming up with, well, what do you want or what do you envision happening? Yeah. To your business in the event of its demise. Do you want it to continue going on? Do you want to liquidate it? Do you want to pass it on to somebody? Um, or become a charitable trust. Or, or yes, become a charitable trust in, in some way or other, like donate the whatever profits from the business to a charity or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think just, just outlining what the wishes are is, is a great start. Yeah. For me, what would I like to see... That's a good question. I mean, it's not something I've really. It's hard. It's hard because there's so much specialized skills involved in running our businesses. So it's not like you could just turn it over to anyone. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because you know I was thinking, well, you know, maybe I could hand it off to my mom. But you know, we had a near hour conversation about how to share her Hulu account with me. (laughs) Um, So I think maybe maybe that's not the best choice. Could I donate it to somebody else? Or, well, not donate, but is there another family member who could be well-suited to be a steward for the business and, like, maybe help clients transition to other mm-hmm. folks? You or know? one of your employees or right. something like that. And, and you could still arrange for, if you sell the business or something like that, you could still make arrangements for the money to go to a family member. Yeah. Even though a family member wouldn't necessarily be able to step in and take over the business. Right. And that makes perfect sense too. It's definitely a big, it's a, it's a big item, but it's something that we should all think about because, you know, death happens, bad luck happens or good luck. I I don't know, depending on your take, but planning for the worst is essential because this is more than a lot of other things. If you, if you fail to plan, you're definitely planning to fail. And if your business, if you don't have a plan for it, it can go into probate and just, there's a lot of costs associated with that. And, uh, it'll eat up everything you have. Yeah. It'll eat up all You'll your hard have work. Nothing left to leave to any family. Yeah. And then they're just going to think that you suck. They're like, Oh, Alex died. What a jerk. You know, that sort of thing. I think about that all the time. Alex, that's just kind of odd. Moving on, Natalie. Moving right along. Moving right along. So, so Natalie, what are some things that you would like to see happen in the events of your untimely demise? 
I would definitely want to make sure that any clients were taken care of. So I think I would like to have a plan in place for someone to take over any open projects or maintenance or anything like that. I think that's one of my biggest concerns is if I'm in the middle of building a website and I get hit by a bus or something, I want to make sure that my clients are taken care of. And you know what, that, that's another that's another interesting point too, obviously, like making sure are people getting taken care of, finding a good strategic resource who can maybe step in and help with that uh-huh. uh, could be huge too. You know, I know that... Or even just earlier this year when I was in the hospital, I oh, had yeah. to launch a project that week. I had to do a launch. Well, how did you, how did you do it, Nat? Well, it ended up... I didn't need surgery, so I ended up being able to do it myself. But, I mean, that could have very easily gone a different way. Yeah. And a client was anxiously planning for, like, a pretty important launch of a big project. Well, what would you have done if you had to do surgery? I just don't know. That should be part of my challenge to sort out this week. Would you have called Nathan or myself? Probably. Well, I would be there to help you out with it, even though I am a bit of a turd. But, (laughs) uh, But, yeah, it's... But, you know, that's unexpected. And, you know, we're still, you and I are, we're not, we're not young. We're not old. We're right in the middle. Right in the middle. Middle life crisis sort of thing going. I I believe, and I'm not sure what the statistics are, but even for younger folks like ourselves, you know, or middle-aged folks like ourselves, the leading cause of death is something more than likely accidental. Uh It, It makes sense to be prepared. Something surprise. I've definitely had some classmates from high school who have died rather suddenly. Sudden, sudden health issues? Uh, sudden health issues, yeah. accidents, car accidents, yeah. So there's a lot of reasons to, to at least start thinking about it and really start formulating what a plan could be. Now, I'm not sure of the legal aspects, like what you need to do to do that. And what I... You know, what, what could be cool to do is maybe bring on, you know, an attorney who, mm-hmm. a guest who has expertise in that, in that Yeah, realm. for after we have our loose plan in place yeah. for this week's challenge. You know what? If I go out in a fiery blaze of glory. Oh my. Like I always envisioned I would. I'd definitely give my business to, I, I would give my business to maybe... I don't know, a family member, maybe my niece or something, just just to mess with her. And I would definitely, when I die, I would make sure that I sent out popcorn to my accountant. You know, like all those flavored popcorns and everything that you used to get when you worked at offices and everything. With I, the butter and the cheese and the caramel yeah, and a big tin? Yeah, I would send him a tin of popcorn uh-huh. and say, and, and it would be a note that says, I'm really sorry. But like I'm sorry for dying? No, I'm sorry for being a pain in the ass client. <laughs> um, you know, I, I thought about it too. Like, if I die, how would I want to communicate this with my clients? And, you know, I thought about doing like an automated email sequence or something like that that, that could be triggered in the event of my death. If my heart stops, it sends out a webhook to the Zapier API. And if that happens, then Zapier can fire off like an automated email sequence. Feel like this is going to involve some kind of hardware being implanted into your body. It's already there. Oh, okay then. There is definitely like a transmitter where my heart should be, for sure. 
Well, that doesn't surprise me. You don't seem very impressed. Sorry. I think you're lying. Okay. I probably am, but let's not worry <laughs> about that. But but in all seriousness, though, I, I have thought about you know doing some sort of automated sequence that, that somebody could trigger by, again, mm-hmm. sending an email to a, like, like a webhook that's listening for something like that that trigger in I'm not suggesting that anyone do this but you know I was thinking about it like I get hit by a car you know what happens you know how do I let clients know yeah yeah I mean that's probably overthinking it but it'd be kind of cool you're just such an automation person a huge fan of automation that's true and automate your death Look, we spend so much time automating our lives. We never talk about automating our deaths. We really don't. We, I we, think there's probably a reason for that, though. There, There is, because we should be present. We should be present in the living. And part of that is being present now so that we can plan for when now is no longer now. Yeah. Okay, that doesn't make All any right, sense. Then. Okay, I've... I've said my piece on this, Natalie. I think we can wrap this up. Let's wrap it up. Just summarize really quick what we want people to do. We want people to take an hour or two, Mm -hmm. sit down, take good care of yourself, and think through what you want to have happen in the event of an emergency or your sudden death. Yep. And also, maybe try to locate some of those important documents or not locate them, but just identify what they are. Yeah. That's the challenge. That's the work. The very first baby steps of getting a succession plan in place. Darn tootin'. Natalie MacLeese. We didn't tell people where to find us. Well, I always forget that Now you have to do it. Go. We can be found in a lot of places. If you don't find us in a bar, you can definitely find us on Eating tacos. Eating tacos. But more importantly, you can find us on iTunes. Be sure to leave us a five-star review. We're up, We're up to, to eight. eight of them now. We're up to eight of them now. Do you know who Amy is? No. Amy, thank you for your badass review recently. <laughs> um, so listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever, or Pocket Casts, or wherever you download fine podcasts. The very best ones in the world. Yep. You can also find us at doweeklypodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at Do Weekly Podcast. Or Instagram. Or Instagram. Same handle. Same handle. That's it. That's it. That's that's fucking it. I just execrated. Now you can now you can wrap up. For Alex Vasquez, I'm Natalie McLeese. I think you did that wrong. Oh. Well, for the Do Weekly Podcast, I'm Alex Vasquez and I'm Natalie McLeese. And we're reminding you to keep it doable and we'll see you next week. See you next week. Well, Nat, what are we even saying? I, I don't know. I... <laughs> <laughs>